You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Hello Sport Podcast, home of unqualified opinion and unwavering bias. Um, welcome to the 1st of November, punters and dribblers. We officially open November. It's just the way it is. November, man, you and I um, always have been, and this is the official ribbon cutting of November. Um, so, welcome to... It's obviously the podcast, but you're actually here to the launch of November. Yeah, look, it's the official launch of November. Uh, we do it every year, Tom and I. It's become sacred, become a part of, you know, who we are. Yeah, as a show. Yeah, as a show. Just Well, I mean, if you were to say to me, does it define you as a show? I'd say probably not too long a boat to draw. No, I'd say that for the longest time, we've certainly, all eyes have been looking towards November 1 mm. for the big launch and <laughs> this is it. Um, we're here. We're here. Can't believe we've made we it. We can't. We're fucking Melbourne Cup tomorrow. You know, yeah. like, well, it's official. I think it's like the start of the silly season, November one. Well, I think officially, if you were to talk to scholars, Tom, um, and that's who I sort of default to. Yeah. On matters of you know such importance. Yeah. Of silly season importance. Yeah. Scholars have always said scholars of silly season that it begins once the Melbourne Cup race begins yeah you know what i mean so what 3 p.m on the first tuesday in november when the gates open and the ponies are galloping mm. silly season's off it's sort of like a metaphor yes but that's why november one is when we launch the silly season officially because there's an official launch and there's a spiritual launch that's spiritual right. launch yes. is obviously melbourne cup that's right when the gates open that's right but officially yes silly season launches this morning and we were asked by organisers of the silly season to launch it. Well, we have been asked every year. Yeah. Um, and it's something that we take very seriously. What, what's not to take seriously? I'd ask you this. Is there a more important season than silly season? No, there isn't. Not it's to the, my knowledge. It's also the season that doesn't get the fucking clout it probably deserves. It's like, oh, spring, winter, fucking summer. It's like, what about silly? What about silly season? Have we ever fucking... Do we... It's, the, it's probably the most taxing season of the... And it goes for longer than three months you know like i think i think it's fair to say that it goes for three months silly season begins november one and it ends january january 31st yeah that's why february is such a tough month because we know that silly season's behind us we know that there's no sport on we know that we have to grind and grind and grind till we get back here again because we just got a whole year ahead of us well well we grind at least until the first nrl game yes Know that. You're definitely grinding through like the, the fucking echoes of the summer of cricket, Big Bash still being played for what reason, no one knows. But yeah, dude, look, official silly season launch. Um, we, we, we bounced ourselves out, I think it's fair to say, on the weekend. I did anyway. I know that you're, you're a bit more... Um, Got the stomach for it, mate. You've got a bit more of the, the constitution for it. I don't anymore. And this morning was tough. Last night was tough. If you're watching the YouTube, you'll notice that sunglasses are on. That is about self-preservation as much as anything. They haven't... Co I've been wearing them basically all day yesterday. I'm wearing them almost as like a so, nod to you. Yeah, thank you. In solidarity. Like, like in solidarity is support. I do believe that you are. I can tell when you're hurt, though. Even though I'm not not hurt. No, I can. But I'm not on. I can tell where you're at. Yep. 
I was... And given the conversation we had on the phone yesterday, I could, I could hear a broken man who's... There was a... Sp- I, I was like a wild horse that had been broken in and it's yeah. like, you know what? I thought I was... Thought I was able to still be a wild horse, but it's like, no. You broke me. <laughs> you broke me. I'm not a wild horse anymore. I'm not a fucking... I've got a saddle on now, you know? I'm not a fucking wild... You're bro. at pony camp now. I'm at pony camp. Yeah, and you're going to be walked everywhere. Yeah, and I'm like, you, you know You never what? get up to a canter anymore. No, no, no. I just got someone... Like, I just walk around the barn giving <laughs> fucking trips to, like, you know, paying customers. <laughs> I haven't run... Like, I don't run anymore. <laughs> nah. You certainly don't run down the sides of mountains in the nah, snow. No, no, no. No. Nah. I don't gallop free and pure and true with the fucking wind in my you know long your mane, mane. yeah yeah no. just ripping and tearing yeah now you're a pony horse now i'm a pony horse uh and you know what the sooner you accept what you are yeah the yeah. sooner you can get on the with you can get the on job with of you know ferrying kids ferrying and families kids around, around barns around, <laughs> around barns or around shows you know like at dubbo show and shit there's like a pony like a little yeah. pony section you get walked around i don't know if those ponies are local ponies or if they do the the circuit, the the, the, show, the circuit, show circuit, you know, Bathurst to Dubbo to Lithgow to Orange to fucking all over the park. Maybe that's your calling. I mean, what I would I'd, do the Central West Show Circuit. I'd prefer to be known as like the number one barn pony of yeah. my region, as opposed to taking the show on the road. Like you don't I'd want to be, a car- to be a, you don't want to be a carny pony. No, no, no. But I'd like I'd prefer to be like a, a legend in my own lunchbox sort of thing. Like I'm a local town hero. Yep. As opposed to, you know, the preeminent barn pony the nation has. What What do you see as like you're the hallmarks of success for a good sort of barn pony career? Well, it's your fucking disposition has to be faultless. You yeah. have to just be friendly, docile, and basically checked out like emotionally. <laughs> I think. You know. You oh yeah, just, oh, mate. I'm yeah. I'm here. You yeah. just got to be like, this is it for me now. I'm a yeah. barn pony, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna make sure I'm the best goddamn barn pony there is. But like, does longevity come into it, or is it is it more attitude? I think I think I think attitude certainly aids longevity, Edward. Because if you go in there every day loving what you do, you don't work a day in your life. So, I've got to learn to love the barn pony life, you know. And then, and you think you can learn to love? Oh, I think I can, mate. Again, it's a mindset thing, right? Like, yeah. could be worse. Things could be worse. I could be one. I could be like one of the Sherpa donkeys yeah. going up fucking mountains you every could day. Be. You, you know could be in I mean? the glue factory. <laughs> You I know? could be glued. Dude. You could I be glued. You could be in a U stick. You can't right you <laughs> you your blessings that you, you still got, got a good barn career. Yeah, dude. Mate, you know, get up, fucking. Or you could be a Sherpa's donkey, like you, you be, say, going yeah. up to Mount Everest or something. It'd be a fucking nightmare, freezing my dick off. Yeah. You wouldn't want to spend your career in the Himalayas. Nah. That's man. what we do. Nah, no. especially not if I'm like, like not an animal evolved to survive there. It's just like, oh no, he brought a donkey from one of the lower regions and now he's up here freezing <laughs> yeah, his ass off, carrying you know, fucking shit up a mountain. In high altitude. Yeah. He's a low altitude donkey. Yeah, he can't even breathe. Like, what the fuck? And if shit goes wrong, yeah. well, who's the first fucking rope they're cutting loose? It's like, I'm, they're not fucking hanging around for me. Nah. Sorry, donkey. Sorry, donkey. Yeah. Thanks for taking us up the mountain. They wouldn't even bother looking for you if there was an avalanche. Fuck, yeah, fuck no, they donkey. wouldn't. Are you kidding me? expendable <coughs> but good weekend good weekend <laughs> had a ball obviously those that tuned into the to the to saddle club saddle club about even like we salute you it was a hell of a good day um we didn't punt were we a little were we a little thin on the winner yes 
I think we could say that. I, I went, picked one winner all day. Two winners all day. Sorry. I went through my bet slip and it was like, there was some returns in there, sure. But there was some no returns in there. Uh, yeah, there was plenty of no returns. All responsibly, of course. But that doesn't mean that you can't gamble responsibly and lose money. And that's what happened. Well, bet within your means. Tom. Bet within your means. And then that doesn't mean you're not going to be disappointed when within your means you didn't manage to pick a single fucking horse, essentially. Ooh, has he hurt himself here? Um, but it was fun, Eddie. That's what matters most is it was fun. Shout out to Kempi, obviously, for allowing us to use the studio every day, but specifically for the live stream. And then obviously to, our, to Wings and Tins for... Oh, that looks ACLE. Um, yeah, wins and teams for providing us unbelievable food, really good shit. When all the food arrived, I'm like, we won't get through this. We did. We tell you what, though. I, again, I know I've that maple something wings from Wings and Tins. Honestly, they could make they could bring you to completion. Well, it's the maple. It's the fucking maple. It's something in there as well. It's, it wasn't too spicy. I can't handle. I didn't know you didn't. You couldn't handle spice. I can handle spice. You dude. were you were sucking. Well, but I can handle all spice. day about yeah. spice. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. spicy. You yeah, said yeah. this wasn't spicy, but it is. Well, because you said it wasn't. That's, and it wasn't though. But it was though. It was. Okay, okay. Put it this way, hold on. If you say that something isn't something, then it can't be at all. You oh, could, I said, oh, it's not too bad. No, no, no. You said it's not spicy. And then I add it and I go, well, that's a fucking lie because my mouth is burning. And you're like, oh, it's not, it's not spicy. I'm like, listen, it either isn't spicy or it is. It might be not very spicy, but don't tell me it's not spicy. Then lead me down the garden path of a spice-free wing. I indulge in it and then my mouth burns. On a one to 10 spice-ometer yes it wasn't it was a one it wasn't a no yeah it was no it was a one punters and dribblers so that if i say it's not spicy and it's a tabasco's a one one, dude it was a one it was not a one it was a one but you reckon tabasco's a one i reckon tabasco's half well whatever it's i'm saying i'm giving tabasco it's a a point five no well whatever but that's not a one that was a one no it wasn't a one but it wasn't that bad but it was i was lied to um but no, the spice, I don't mind spice. I just don't like it where it's becomes I don't think like, you do like spice. I don't mind spice. What I, mean, I saw on the weekend was a man that doesn't like spice. Well, it just depends because I like Tabasco. I know that you're trying to like play. Do you get Tabasco. chili on burgers? Yes. I do. Oh God, my voice. I'm sorry. It's fucking it's struggling. Uh, yeah, but I mean, not like religiously, but I get like chili on pizzas, you know? Again, whatever. My bounced out yesterday. Because obviously I was concerned about getting back on the source and then getting back into an unhealthy lifestyle after I've just become the skinniest man of all time. Yeah, but you did have a whole thing of ice cream on Friday, you told me. That's what I'm saying. I had fucking, I had an ice cream bender on Friday night into pissy Your Saturday. rationale of having to finish the ice cream in one sitting because you don't want to eat it all week is hilarious. Yeah. So Steph and I get... It doesn't make any sense. You know? No, I think it does. It doesn't. Punters though. and dribbles, leave a comment on the YouTube if you agree or if you disagree. I don't care. But we get a tub of ice cream, cookies and cream, connoisseur, undefeated, nothing better in the cookies and cream game anyway. But... Yeah, in the cookies and cream game for sure. If it's there, 
I'm like, we have to finish this thing tonight because I don't want it sitting around the house and me like snacking on ice cream all week. So I feel like that prolongs the bad behavior. Whereas if you just pick a day and you go, all right, listen, I'm fucking cheat meal Sundays like The Rock, like Dwayne to Claus, then you just sort of get it out of your system. But yeah, I understand that. But do you have the self-discipline to get it out of your system and then remain pure for the rest of the week? Monday to Friday. Or do I you think, start sneaking a few Timmies in there and nah, stuff? Nah, like I reckon Monday to Friday, my ability to be pure is pretty good. But like Friday ice cream, Saturday had fucking, you know, wings and tins, piss for days. Plenty of loaves. Loaves and loaves and loaves. And then yesterday, plumero chicken, chips and gravy. Nice. Then a Porto's for dinner. And I was full when a Porto's arrived. I'd been snacking on cheese and shit all day. Like, what'd you get from Porto's? A Prego burger, large. Yeah, didn't go chips again though. I thought. Oh, you didn't get chips. Well, I'd already had chips that day. Okay, well that's not true. You just got the burger. Just got the burger. That's all right. That's all right. You got the triple fillet. I got the biggest possible fucking burger I could get. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't. What, what chip size did you get from Pluma? Small, and they were humongous. Yeah, they're big down there. They're big. I Humongous. thought you might have gone the family. I was no. like, that'll put you in a coma. No, 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 because I was at home by myself and I knew that the chips were like, they uh, they size up a little bit, you know what I mean? Yeah, if they you do want a small, up. basically don't go any less than a small if it's, so don't go any more than a small if it's just one a one-man job. I couldn't finish them. Did you get the, did you get a, a fork out? Douse some gravy? Tub of gravy, yeah, of course yeah. I fucking did. Yeah, nice. Good for you. Mm. Did you do anything? Oh, I caught up with a couple of friends. Max Downs was in town, so nipped down to Bondo and then went to Benny Porter's place for a few. Oh, you got on it again, Edward. I had a couple. That's, I had a few seltzers yes, in the sun. It was that's glorious. the constitution of a man. It was glorious. Seltzers in the sun. Thanks for coming. Well, that'll hurt. Did you get in the water? Fucking hell. Oh, you got wet. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. I got wet. Got wet. Had a quick bake. Got on the seltzers. They made lunch. Lovely way to spend an afternoon. Is Maxie not in Sydney anymore? No. Where's he? He lives out on his farm. Oh. So um, it's good to see the big fella. Yeah, of course. Big fella as well. Good. Big fella's flying. Fantastic. But I was still like, you know, it was still a bit of a struggle to get through the day. Watched uh, Kissing Booth last night. Oh, okay. Netflix rom-com. I got into a rom-com on the weekend um, as well. It was good stuff. Yeah. Kissing Booth, who stars in it? Don't know anyone in it. Yeah. I don't think that was important. It's basically the premise, punters and dribblers, is a girl and a boy born on the same day. They're like family friends. They're best friends their whole life. Yeah. Then she starts to get feelings for the older brother. Oh, no. Which the best friend doesn't like. Of course. Um, Therein lies the script. Yep. There's a kissing booth involved, obviously. Well, I would fucking hope so. Of course there is. Um, High school setting. High school setting. Great. Yep. The the boy she likes is the year above. He's a senior. She's a junior. Yep. And her best friend, same year. Same, and the best friend, same year. Same, born same day. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I also got involved in a bit of rom-com action as well, Eddie, over the weekend. Now, I maybe it was Friday night. Either way, James Franco, a young James Franco, was like the bad guy lead, but he was, well, like, you know, he wasn't the main character, but he was the bad guy. He was on the front cover of the thing, so I'm thinking it's a Franco film. It sort of was. Whatever it takes is what it's called. Your quintessential late 90s, early 2000s high school rom-com. It had Franco. Sorry, it had these two friends who 
the chick who's meant to be like the nerdy fucking chick who's just like way too hot for that to be a reality. No. Do they try to make her look ugly at the start? And then they just try to make her look a little plain Jane, but it's like she is a smoke show. So that's just not... I mean, that's the classic hallmark of the rom-com anyway, so I understand that going in, but she was not at all befitting of the position they'd placed her in. She lives directly opposite her balcony and the balcony of this other guy who's also too good-looking to be a geek. And they're really good friends, but they're all outcasts. And then he's, in, he's in, like obsessed with the hottest chick in school. Then the hottest guy in school is obsessed with this super hot geek chick. Mm. So Franco, hottest guy in school, nerd guy, they team up. Franco helping him get the hot chick, him helping her get the thingo. But then in so doing, he realizes he's actually in love with the geek chick and it's fucking... Loved it? I mean, I watched it. I watched it. I wouldn't say loved it. I tell you what, it's just funny when you see these shows, especially in like the context now of like... Uh, the post Me Too world and all things like that, and you watch and you see these scenes like you go, "Fuck me!" It was like just even these like just like tiny little elements of a film where you're like, "Fuck, dude!" It all seems so much more red hot now that you see it with like a new context. When you're young, you see, you know, think about American Pie. They go and fucking sneak a camera into the room while she gets changed. And like, it's that celebrated that movie. Like, dude, this is so funny. They're all fucking Blink 182's watching her get changed and shit. And it's like secret cameras. Oh, that's what happens in this one. The guy sneaks into the fucking chick's dressing room and he's watching this chick shower nude. And I'm like, this is fucking disgraceful. (laughs) Me and Steph watching it like, fucking hell. Yeah, that was celebrated 100%. That was like scallywag. Oh, look at this little guy. Look at this young horny guy going to watch a chick shower nude. Like, talk about like encroaching on personal space and being a creepy fuck. (laughs) It was just passed off as like, this is, oh, look at this funny guy, this love struck guy. <laughs> no, he's like a fucking, he's got a problem. He needs to go see someone. <laughs> this guy's not well. <laughs> this guy's sick. Yeah, but we normalized, it was normalized <laughs> hard. Anyway, does that detract from the rom com? Not much. I still watched it. I was, it, it was still good from a, this is horrible standpoint. And the well, reason I watched well, it, I think, but you need a little, you need a bit of horrible in a Sunday bounced out rom-com, I yeah, think. Yeah. The reason I watched it as well was because you inspired me by watching fucking She's the Man or whatever the hell it was. Sydney something. Yeah, right. Whatever the fuck it was. Sydney Smith or something stupid like that. Who was, it was Amanda Bynes. Yeah, same one Who though. was also think in Think Like She's a Man or whatever. She's, She's a Man. man. Um, yeah, so that's that. You've got me back into like paying attention to the rom com because I'd sort of shut down a little bit, probably just with the footy season. Mm. You know, you just sort of go, listen, my job probably should be more focused on rugby league for now, but now I've got some time to breathe. Silly season as well. The rom com can sort of start coming back in, I think. Oh, it's come back. Yeah. The silly season probably does its best work in silly season. The, the, the rom com probably does its best work in the silly season. Just because the nature of the work that you get up to in silly season. You're more bounced out. It's a bit more nefarious. You're, yeah. you're more often bounced out. And you've got more uh, downtime, as it were. At least on a Sunday. Yeah. That's when the rom-com goes, G'day, mate. Have you forgotten about me? I'm here to help. I'm yeah. here to soothe. I'm here to numb you. Yeah. So you don't have to think a great it's, deal. It's, it's a numbing agent, the yeah. rom-com. It's meant to numb you. To a degree. I do find myself getting a little too invested, like... <laughs> If, if you know what I mean, from the perspective yeah. of 
if I'm feeling a bit anxious, then I start to feel a bit anxious for the character. <laughs> like, yeah. To the point where last night, like there was a scene where um, it's sort of like, so we ended up getting onto the kissing booth too. <laughs> you, get, you, you buried that part of the fucking story, didn't you? This movie had a sequel. It's got. It's a threequel. It's, it's a trilogy. Usually, that's an indicator of the success of the of the of the film, right? Like they're not going to fucking fund two and three if one wasn't. A we hit. got through like half an hour of the second one, but at the start of it, it was like there's sort of like a the best friend. The two best friends, boy and girl, but then the boy's got a girlfriend. And then there's sort of like scenes where it's getting a little bit awkward, like, because it's like uh, fighting for his attention. Yeah. I had to pause it. <laughs> and Ella, Ella's like, you need to you need to get a grip, mate, because <laughs> this is the kissing booth too that, <laughs> that we're talking about. Get a grip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this isn't Saving Private Ryan, dude. Relax. <laughs> and I've got to pause collecting myself. <laughs> This is too much. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> this is the kissing booth too. You need to get a grip is a sentence. Is an absolute sentence you don't expect. Um, all right. Well, look, that's going to, I'm going to put that on my short list. I find with Netflix, sometimes it's hard to find. Like, find what? Like rom-coms that I haven't seen. It's always like the same shit. You just I'm go like, to rom-coms. Section. I know. I'm like, but I've just pounded a lot. I think sometimes you just got to make a call and you just go to the rom-com section. If you haven't seen one, you just click it. Look, it might look shit. Yeah. It might look that, awful. In but fact, like, it will look shit yeah, most but likely. Therein, but therein lies the jam yeah. sometimes. Yeah. We've all we've acknowledged they don't make them like they used to. No. But if you, much like, you know, come into the realisation that you are now a barn pony... Mm. If you accept where we're at as a rom-com... The standard of rom-com is yeah, that, yeah. You can, you can learn to love again. There's one that's old. It's got Kevin Hart in it. And I can't remember who else. Ah, oh, fuck me. So this is going to be horrible, but it's on Netflix. And it was like a hidden gem one where I was like, oh, this is really fucking funny. Kevin Hart and then the chick from Scary Movie... Um, not the one that's Sydney. I can't remember. The one who's like uh, the real, like the, you know what? This is where I officially stop. This is where I officially stop. How, how old are we talking? Uh, just type in Kevin Hart, like Kevin Hart, Brian Callen. Is he in it? He's in it for a second, but I know him from podcast, from Fighter and the Kids. So like rom-com. It's like a where are we now? How did the, uh, you know, like the, they're all named these weird fucking like. Uh, right, uh, not right along. No. Uh, he isn't that. But, um, How did we get here? Something like that, dude. Honestly, it's probably called that. Love it. Absolutely love it. Is Kevin, is he breathtaking? You know? He's just funny. But the rum, but he's not even the main character in it. Not easily broken? No. Uh, Something like a business. Nah. We doing like 2010-ish? Yeah, yeah. Let go, 35 and ticking. Think like a man. Think like a man might be it. Exit strategy. Think like a man. I think it might... Oh. Brian Callen's in this one. <coughs> Look. <laughs> Fuck it. 
you know? Four Look, friends conspire to turn the tables on their women when they discover the ladies have been using Steve Harvey's nah, relationship advice nah, against them. Not it. That's weird. I think we make an executive decision to call it here. I'd like to. And I'd move like on to. with our I, lives. I think that we have to, Eddie. I think for the good of the show, for the good of the brand, for the good of you and me, we have to move on. Um, quickly, Sunday, fucking monster UFC card. Is Jarch in town? Or is he still in the country? I th he's back. We but I'm on a box. Oh, okay. Well, I'm fucking watching it with those two then. About last night. Sorry. About last oh, night. Got it. Watch it, punters, dribblers. And you should add that to your rotation. About last About night. last night. You'll enjoy it. And you'll be like, okay. Well, it's Sunday. Yeah. There's Sunday also story. some nudity. So, okay. again, nothing grotesque, nothing over the top, tasteful. Yeah. You and the missus on a Sunday bounced out watching a bit of nudity together. It's just, it's, you'll thank me later. Is that, I mean, is that the podcast, Eddie? Are we done? I think we're done. I think we're done. I think that that's as good as it's getting. Um, no dribbles <laughs> this week, obviously. No. Uh, check us out about even. Yeah, about Wednesdays. evens on podcasts, on YouTube, and. Um, we'll catch you later. <laughs> yeah, so, so. Yesterday, for those following along, you would have seen that YKTR, um, or YKTR Sports, YKTR the clothing brand, YKTR Sports, uh, the sort of more media side, signed the fucking hectic cheese as, I guess it's like a brand ambassador, like he's probably going to do content for him and shit, but it's like a... It's, it's akin to a deal that he would sign with like a Adidas or a fucking Nike or some shit. He's a brand ambassador. Yeah. Slash content creator. Yes. Because they're in the content business. They're in the content biz, so they'll get more out of it. But very interesting, like, without knowing the X's and O's of how it all would work and how that shit works more generally, assuming it all fucking goes well, it's like it's actually quite a interesting first of its kind move from a, uh, a footy player or a sports person even to like sign with someone outside of the convention. And I think that the deal itself will be different. I think he's getting paid in crypto, which I still need to get my head around. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it seems like an interesting fucking move. It's and an the cheese is a big dick, dude. Like, if you're going to sign someone like... Mate, when they said they were going to sign someone, I didn't think it was going to be him. I didn't think it was going to be him at all. No, fuck no. Well, I mean, just because you think maybe like, you know, that you... Because Work it's your way up. a new thing, yeah, you might just be getting someone who's a bit younger who's prepared to have a crack. But like, I guess after he lost all of his... Or I think he lost a fuckload of endorsements after the microwave dinner saga of the early off-season. Mm. Um, and so... I wonder whether that made him more eager to explore something like YKTR, where you go, they're a brand that aren't just going to abandon you, like a barstool wouldn't either. Like, but like you know, like if you're if you're a sponsoring a player or like that, some scandal, little scandal, you're not just going to be like, oi, sorry, man. Like, well, not if you're a big brand, like you know, like a Toyota, for argument's sake. No, they've got you've got to be you've got to be squeaky clean. Well, well you got to be seen to be. They, but that's the thing, though, right? That's the thing. I imagine it would leave a bad taste in your mouth with these brands who just like. I understand why they have to do it and that sort of stuff, but it's like the 
abandoning you when shit gets tough only to come back once you've fucking had a you know like it's just that sort of a thing like nike stuck with tiger the whole way through yeah dude they did they just went nah we're fucking we're backing you we've got you here brother yeah but also like but also whoa yeah whoa tiger but also you're filling the coffers still mate you know what i mean yeah yeah you're still he's the biggest dick in town tiger yeah from a marketing perspective, yes. like he is fucking enormous. Well, they were saying that new like golf, uh, like rating points system. I don't know exactly what it is, but you know how they're like, there's like the, there's like a, there's like a reading on their like social influence or something like that. And that's how they're dictating some of the money they're getting. Are you across this? Oh yeah. So with golf, I oh, Dior might be able to fill us in, but basically the more, the more eyeballs you bring to the sport, the more you can get paid. There's some like thing where you'll be able to get your access to like the to larger money for some for whatever. I think it's because well, there was seen some as you generating bigger revenue for the sport. Yeah, so but there can, was like some uh, rebel golf tournament that's looking to start up. Yes, and so this was their way of trying to go. Well, don't go there where there's going to be biblical money. Like stay here if you're fucking moving the needle. Then I think it was in Abu Dhabi. Uh, Abu, Abu Dhabi. Dhabi. Yeah, but Tiger, who's been out fucking with broken legs and cut, you know, he's still the number one. In terms of the influence, like he's actually the, still the number one and he's not even fucking playing? Of course he is, mate. There's some crazy stats around Tiger whereby when he came back, it's, or like if he plays a tournament, I think they need to double all the like catering and the toilets and the... Oh, really? You know, and the seats and the access and That's all that crazy. sort of thing. Like golf ball sales, Bridgestone golf ball sales, which he was using, I think, like go up by like a fact like 800 percent and shit like that it's crazy, crazy to see that numbers. that's like that's actually the, that like how much that they works. say of tiger he doesn't move the needle he is the needle that's why everyone wanted a piece of that needle but, but hectic cheese i think it's good i'll be interested but, to see what sort of uh, content and stuff he creates because he's he's a funny guy yeah he's a funny dude that's it but that's also it as well right is you, like there's like the top line player who maybe isn't fucking that much. Like you look at someone like say James Tedesco where he's not exactly a personality. There's no disrespect there, but like, you know, he's just a fucking weapon. Yeah. You've got someone like YKTR Sports where they are a content business. Certainly the sports arm of it is content first. Um, and so when you're going to go with some with an athlete, it's like it would make sense to go someone with cheese where like he's actually a funny fucker as well. He certainly moves the needle with the younger generation. What's his social media following? He moves my needle, Tom. Fucking oath. The, the man moves needle. The yeah. man moves needle. What's his social following? I don't know. Are you getting it up? I'm uh, trying. Yeah, on Instagram, he's got 2.7 million followers. Uh, there's no way that Hectic Who, Cheese... Who, the has, Cheese? Oh, fuck. I thought we were talking about Tiger Woods. Jesus Christ, Dave. Cone Central. 174,000 followers. Solid. Fucking oath. Rock solid. Rock solid. And um, clearly, like, I think he's super into crypto and shit. Like, he's clearly, I think, maybe a... Um, He's more intelligent than probably like your conventional sporting media would give him credit for. It's more just like, hey, the Chiefs said some funny shit after a, after a game. Well, because he's a character. Yes. People love that they shit. They love that. The people love characters, Tom. Yes. It's as simple as that. But then they fucking take steamy dumps on characters when they're being characters, like when it suits the... Which is when I... That's where I draw the line. But that's like, why I think it's good. Like that, the, it's an interesting spot where you go like, 
here you're going to have potentially if it grows and it keeps going well it's like you know, have opportunities for players to be sp- supported by brands and businesses that aren't just going to fucking ba- bail on you the second you get well brands that support characters yes but also who, who who don't mind seeing it through stormy seas yes you know what I mean as in like Open ocean. down the hatches, yeah, batten Tom. down the hatches, batten down, batten the, down hatches. the hatches. We're in some, we're in some rough waters here. The hatches are. I'd assume they're for the windows. Is that a hatch, Dave? You're you, gonna have what to. Are you, if you're battening something, if down. if you're battening down the hatch, I'd say or maybe it's to get underneath as well. Like it's just going. Like, let's like, seal this bitch up. Seal this bitch and get what under under the deck. Well, that's below deck. Below deck. I don't want to get below deck though. If I'm if I'm supporting my you know my client in cheese. I'm standing at the fucking steering wheel upstairs through these at the helm. Seat. At the helm, dude. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. And that's what I think you're going to have with like, again, fucking YKTR boys aren't like, Corey Norman and Chico have had their own sort of skullduggery <laughs> situations before as well. So they're already well versed in, you know. Battening down the hatches. Battening down the fucking hatches. Yeah. Seeing out stormy seas. Um, what is it, Dave? Yeah, so a hatch is essentially a door in any aircraft, spacecraft or submarine. What about a boat? So it's not a yeah, boat related. No, yeah, yeah, it would be boat. Yeah, yeah, as well. So have it's you a bit uh, of the boat that's underwater? Have you written "batten down the hatches" into Google? I said hatch dictionary definition: a door in an aircraft, yeah. spacecraft, or submarine, or the rear door of a hatchback car. Right so, in "batten down the hatches," because it's a saying. Yeah, uh, a popular one. Yeah, to secure a ship's tarpaulins in to prepare for a difficulty or crisis. There you go. So, so it's the sailing boat reference. Yes. I mean, I think all boat, I think all boat sayings originated from the sailing boat. Yes. You know what I mean? I don't think there's any long-term boat references from like outboard motors and shit. You know what I mean? They'd be relatively new age just from a technological standpoint, Edward. Yeah, so they used to make them watertight, like these sailing ships. They would just chuck a big cover over everything. So to batten down the hatches was to- Tarp make, it up. Yeah, yeah. Tarp up. Yeah, tarp up. Tarp up is basically <laughs> the modern version of battening down the hatches. That's exactly, well, they, they must be the same thing. Yeah. Tarp so, it up. So that's a, obviously tarping up a sexual reference, but yeah. really a sailing reference. Well, it's a, well, it, well it, it owes its, its, its uh, history to, to, the, sailing. to the sailing. Yes. It's, it's, because they would have been tarping up before they were, they would have been battening down before they tarped up. Fuck yeah. Well, I, don't know the, I don't know the history of the Dommy. When did, well, it used to be the skin of like a sheep or some shit. What, the intestine? Yeah, something like that. How long have they been wearing dummies for? I think for as long as blokes haven't wanted to be dads. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're talking like mid-1800s, the first condoms were kind of invented. Not that long. Not that long. Not See, that I didn't long. think it was going to be that long. I guess, how else does the human race just... Out? Thank you, Eddie. I understand that that's yeah. an option. People have been pulling out since the dawn of time. Well, I they, think well, they have, but when the human race has got to 7 billion relatively quickly, I'd say they haven't been pulling out that much. No, I think they've left it in more than they've pulled it out. Yeah. Well, no, but not actually, no, dude. Actually, no, I'd say... I'd take that back. I think that they've probably... That, that we'd be like, you know, 100 billion if everyone didn't pull out. Well, if, I mean, put it this way... If you left it in... You'd have like 50 kids. You'd have like 50 kids. Yeah. <laughs> you have one a year. 40 years, 30 yeah. years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, I think it, we've been pulling out. People no, I think... No, I think people have been leaving it in and that happened. But like back 200 years ago, not every kid made it. And so you would just... There's, there's nature as well, Dave. Yeah, there nature. is nature as well. There That's is a good point. Well. Yeah. Look, without the data in front of me, 
I can't speak one way or the other as to where, whether we've left it in more than we've pulled it out. I'd have to say we've, let, we've pulled it out more than we've left it in. But I mean, you know, how that pertains to cheese and his signing with YKT, I'm not 100% sure, but there, it does link back. Well, in a way, in a roundabout way, we're saying if you need to batten down the hatches, you if you need up. to tarp it up, if you need to pull it out, the option's there. The option's there. And YKT are a great brand to partner with for cheese. Yes. For those reasons. For those reasons. Also, one of the, so it's contested, but they reckon the first person to actually invent and produce the condom was Charles Goodyear of Goodyear Tires. <laughs> Because he knew his way around rubber and had all those machines, so he made a condom. The Goodyear. So, but was the first? Is they saying the first condom was rubber? Yeah, pretty. The first like mass-produced one. Yeah, yeah, right. But when was the first evidence of? Because that was in like animal skin they used to use. F from my understanding. Could be. I will try. Is that right? I thought it was like a something skin. Oh fuck yeah. Um, something skin condom but you don't know but i don't know you might be guessing oh i mean i'm fucking i'm certainly not coming from a place of, of knowledge um but great signing well done to wake yeah dude interesting to see how it goes um is there anything else rugby league related there was that story i don't know if you want to talk about that um they were trying to get it going a couple of years ago but obviously with covid they couldn't now they're trying again to get south's versus manly in america did you see that story i didn't see that story they've been trying to get this yank game off the ground for a while have we played there before we played origin there before um but like sure like what for next year uh, yeah, 2023. Uh, okay, not so. next year, 2023, yeah. Yeah, again, this is, you know what that is? That is rugby league and offset, rugby league offseason story 101. Oh, we might want to take a game to the US in fucking 14 months' time, <laughs> potentially. We're not 100% sure. We're not 100% sure, and we've tried it But we think it'd be times. a pretty cool idea to take a game to the US. What yeah, else sure. are the like, key hallmarks of fucking offseason boredom in the rugby league journalism? Like, so we've got North Sydney Bears. Yep. Uh, the game to the US, hybrid game between Wallabies and Australia. Oh, that comes up every year. The kangaroos. That's an absolute ripper. Um, there'll be one about like some up, like prodigies from fucking like, you know, next year that you haven't heard of. Rank before. your top three halfbacks. Buzzer's top 50 players and he's just intentionally putting someone like ridiculous in there or leaving someone out to get a few tongues wagging. But there's the like, um, mate. Put it this way: without the scandal in the off season, the rugby league journal is clutching its straws. Yeah, they're fucking, they're wigging. I think that this actually might be the start of preseason for all the bottom eight clubs. Yes. Who told us that? Was it Finchy? Yeah. Yeah, it was Finchy. Said that like, if you're bottom eight, you come back in like November, start of November. That's tough. So that's all of November. December, a couple of weeks, two weeks off in December for Christmas. And January, January February. February, March. Well, March you start, so you've got four-month pre-season. No, the game starts in the first week of April. No. Yes. No. Does it? I think so. No, it starts or in March. It starts, it starts in like March 8th. starts in March. Yeah. It starts like the first, first or second weekend in March. But four months of pre-season is fucking, is slog central. Slog Central. Um, when did the season start this year, Dave? This year it was March, wasn't it? Yeah, it's March. It's yeah. March. It starts in March. Um, 
Is there any, like, is Luke Brooks meant to be going this year to another? Like, is he meant to be fucking Yeah, 11th of March, you're right. Yeah. So four months yeah. of tough, hard slog in the hot Australian sun. What also is, is interesting about November 1 is now all the players that are in the last year of their contract for 2022 are now all up to be fucking negotiating. So the Hectic Cheese, as an example, um, maybe Ponga. I'm not sure, but like basically, yeah, you're, if you're off, you're off contract essentially, so you can start negotiating. So that's usually shit show city as well. So interesting to see what Ponga does. Like if that Redcliffe Dolphins, well, the Dolphins, no, knock Redcliffe on your door, Dolphins, knock on your door and go, listen, mate, I've got one point two million dollars here for you with your name on it. Back to Queensland. Come back to Queensland. Be coached by the great Wayne Banner. Also putting together a, what you would consider to be maybe a star-studded side, especially if they can get some big names. Well, in dude, there. like imagine if you got the cheese. He's fucking get the cheese in there. He said that it, like his manager apparently was like, send us your, send us your uh, your best offers. Don't fucking try and nickel and dime us. Like he's on the market. Send us your best offers. We'll see. Isaiah Papaliti as well. We we're saying this in the live stream. He's gone to the fucking the Eels. Were like, hey, bro, um, we'll give you four hundred grand. And he's gone, hey, bro, got fucking back row of the year. And whilst I appreciate everything you've done for me, sounds like the Tigers are looking to splash some cash. That's the, well, then that's but that's what the Eels are relying on. They've gone unders. Maybe they have to because of salary cap constraints. Mm. And they go, well, listen, we're a sniff at winning a, a, a comp. We know you and I know better. Well, that's, what, yeah. that's the case they're presenting. To they him. sell that it's a sniff, but there's no way they're going to win it. But that's what they try and sell to Isaiah. He goes, well, <laughs> but if you're Isaiah Papali and you for an extra two hundred fifty grand to go to the West Tigers. Um, I think if you're Isaiah Papali and you're going, my career's short and I get a couple of extra, a couple of hundred grand extra a year, maybe I do go to the Tigers. I don't know. Apparently, and again, this is in Buzz Rothfield's fucking um, column. He didn't name anyone, but he was like, the reason Joey left the Eels is because of a player who thought he was way better than he was that Joey couldn't get on with. I love that sort of salacious fucking mayo gossip. Oh my god, that's so mayo. Yeah. What do you? Who do you reckon? I don't know, because like someone, I mean, you would think that because he's obviously working with the backs. If I had to put my money on anyone, it's he's in the halves. So Mitchell Moses, Dylan Brown, or Clint Gustin. And it, to me, it would be hard. Like Gutho seems like such a legend. It'd be hard for me to think it was him. Moses. Can be a hothead, but he's played Origin. He's played Origin, so like I don't know. And then you go Dylan Brown hasn't been playing very well, but he's like highly touted, highly paid. Again, it's to be fair, it's actually not very fair to speculate on just three players when it could have been anyone. But it also could be horseshit because it was just written in. The the whole thing could be complete bullshit. So you don't know, it's hard to say. But that's a very interesting comment. Yeah. It'll be good to see what Joey can do up there at Newcastle. Two days a week, like, is that enough? I don't know. It's, I think Joey is fantastic, right? But you look at Joey, what Joey did with the Eels, in that, like, it wasn't like his presence got him to the comp. Like, they basically finished the exact same place every year. 
who the fuck are the halves at the Knights? Is it just Ponger is your only really good half? Clifford's like, Clifford's all right. He's coming along. Yeah. I didn't mind what I saw out of Jake. No, but like, I, are we trying to say that, are we trying to say that, what, the Knights are going to fucking win now? Win the, like there's, it's a false dawn, I think is the term for Newcastle who think it's going to actually do something. It's better than not having him there. Don't get me wrong. It's not anti-Joey. It's more like you can have, as we've said in the past, one of the great farmers all time, but if your cows are shit, mm. farming's going to be tough. I mean, the farmer can take the cows to a point, but they're not going to be prize bulls. No, you're not winning Easter show. You're not winning the Easter show. Yeah. You are not winning the Easter show. And the counter to that as well is even if you're a prize bull with a shit farmer, you're going to deteriorate pretty quickly. Yeah, you're not going to be a prize bull for long. No, no, no. You're not going to be putting your best foot forward again. Mm-hmm. You might win one year, but it's very, 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 very unlikely. Yeah. You need things to go your way. You've got to find your way to the market in the first place. Exactly. You've got to find your way to the Easter show in the first place. And you're a cow. You don't know where the you fuck you are. You don't know where the fuck the Easter show is. Put it this way, punters and dribblers. Name me a, uh, name me a bull of substance, of worth, that has found its way over the cattle ramp, up the road. Cattle ramp, show. firstly, like unless they have pinpoint standing on those like thin dexterity. Grades, yeah, pinpoint dexterity. Which cows don't, unless you're a prize bull. Uh, you got to get over that before then navigating your way to the show. And if you're going to the Easter show, maybe you're, you know, maybe you're out in cow or something. You got to walk all the way to Sydney. That's a, cows aren't quick. How, what state are you in by the time you get to the show? You're probably looking pretty beaten up. Beaten up. Really, pretty cut up. Sweaty, malnourished, hungry. Exactly. So do you get our point, punters and dribblers? You need the you need the cattle and you need the and you need the farmer. You need it to align. Now, when I won an eye over Newcastle, I go, Newcastle's all right. Not a bad side. Got a few boys up front. But if Mitch Pierce leaves to get that European crumpet, which, which we're he hearing is. he will. Well, I think he's already requested the release officially. Yeah, I think they've said that they want a transfer fee. They want to get a bit of money out of uh, the deep pockets of the cattle and dragons. But assume that goes ahead. Then you've got Clifford and you've got Ponga, who they're now saying might go to uh, six, and then they'll buy a fullback. But that's what Michael was saying to us of about even fame. And I'm just saying that because he keeps his finger on the Newcastle pulse. Yeah, it, it, look, to a degree. He also said that fucking O'Brien was gone at the end of the year and Shane Flanagan was taken over. So you do take everything that he says with a grain of salt because his family are like... Preeminent Newcastle Knights dribblers. Yes. I think I've said preeminent twice now on the show today. Don't know if I'm using it correctly, but I did notice that I've said it again. And I was like, preeminent. Dave, you can look it up and tell me if I'm correct or if I'm just on a preeminent role. Uh, surpassing all others in a distinguished way. Sorry go. for using it correctly, sort of. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't think Michael is to be trusted with his knight's mail? Or well, his he's, well, he's mail generally is pretty off. Yeah, yeah. His yeah. Ash's mail. His Ash's mail fucked us. Well, we had high-level discussions to make that thing go ahead, in fairness. But the mail, not great. The mail still stunk. Not that it was his mail about the Ashes. Uh, it was mail he got from someone else who gave it to us. But maybe he didn't. Maybe it wasn't Michael at all. Um... So apparently Luke Brooks would prefer to go to the Dogs than to the Knights. I read that somewhere where like that's his preferred side. 
but to work with Trent. Wouldn't you want to work with Joey? Also, like, the dogs. Maybe he wants to stay in Sydney. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I'd be wanting to get the fuck down to the Hunter. Get yourself a nice place. Maybe mm. on some acreage. Perfect. Out of town. Work with Joey. Work with Joey, which fucking couldn't hurt. What, you reckon that'd hurt? Mate, if I'm Luke Brooks and there's an offer with reasonably big money to go to Newcastle, go to the Hunter, to be embraced by the Novocastrians potentially, get a bit of land, get a bit of acreage, maybe have a couple of steer, uh, prize steers of your own. Of your own. Play with Caelan Ponga. Play with Caelan Ponga and be coached by the greatest football mind the world's ever seen. Like with the, with the greatest respect to Luke Brooks and to everyone who's played at the Tigers over his tenure, he hasn't... Like he played with Tedesco and Moses and all those guys when they were like still pups, still coming through, not not fully actualized rugby league individuals like your Tedesco of today, say. Yes. So he's never really played with anyone fucking in red hot form. Think about not that. like world class form. That's no. what I mean. Yeah. Like he's never played with anyone where you're going, oh, this is. I know if I give it to this guy, they're going to do something fucking psycho. Mm. All I'm going to do is get him the ball. Yeah. So you know you go to. The Knights, you've got that in Ponga. You go to the Dogs, you don't actually have that in anyone. But you've got some good players out. You've got Addo Cars and Matt Burton's. Matt Burton's and, and, you know, there's a bit there. There's certainly not as much, but there's a bit there. Interesting to see what happens. Very interesting to see. Mm. What we do know is mainly we win the Comp 2022, so yep. it doesn't really matter. UFC, Eddie. UFC. UFC, baby. I got home on Saturday. Yeah, it was funny. You was look when we say goodbye. You're like, bro, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go home and watch UFC. Yeah, I'm like at three in the morning. I was like, I don't think you will. I think you'll get home and buy it and fall asleep. That well, was my thought. That and that's what happened. I was I three o'clock said it's a tough time. Yeah, I got home at one. I think twelve thirty one. I had to sleep on the couch because we have newborn baby Zoe in the in the bed with mama and we don't need a big drunk fucking stinky oaf in dad in the bed. So I just went and slept on the couch. Wasn't overly disappointed in that because I popped the cricket on, but I also got home and thought... Do you have a couple of settlers when you got home? I didn't. A couple of nightcaps? No, I had a uh, vegan cookie to help, you know, get dad back to neutral before bed. Um, put the cricket on, ordered the UFC, which hadn't even started yet. So I had to, the, the, the goal was to try and stay up until three, start watching it. Thank God that the abuse that I'd done to myself that day had like taken a, it took over and mm. just knocked me out. And I was asleep probably within five minutes of paying for the pay-per-view. <laughs> um, but I did watch it the next day and... Hamzat Chemaev is a terrifying individual. I'll say that first. If you don't know him, just start paying attention. In his first four fights in the UFC, he's been hit, I think, once or twice. All first-round finishes. At this one, in this one, he was fighting Lee Jinglang, I think his name is. F submitted him first round, but at one point picks him up, gets his back, picks him up, and walks over to the side of the cage where Dana White is and starts like talking to him while he's holding him in one arm. And then slams him on the ground and then chokes him out in like fucking two minutes. Jesus Christ. He's yeah. a real deal. He's a, he, he seems to be. He seems to be. Again, he hasn't fought top, maybe even top 10. But he's fought like 
everyone, the, the manner in which he's been beating people, you're like, okay, well, he's clearly fucking good. But it will be interesting to see how he goes against some of the, like, mama jammers, mm. which you would assume are going to be next up. And the good thing as well is that he just has taken no damage, so it's like he's good to fight again. He's good to go. Good to go. Yeah, yeah. good to go. Short turnarounds. Called out Nate Diaz. Did he? Yeah, I imagine he'd beat the Nate's got out, one mate. more fight on his contract. Yes. Who is that going to be? Well, Nate was like, dude, I'm not fighting anyone outside of like the top five. So like, don't, don't try to call me out to help your cause. Like, I'm fucking Nate Diaz. So I'm only fighting big boys, which I get. And for him, fighting Hamza is probably not what you want to be doing. Well, do you think that Nate will f- sign another contract? Or do you reckon he's done? Like, is he going to fight Connor again? I think that he probably will. There's so... Uh, I think I heard this on Ariel Hawani where he was saying like most fighters when they get to this point they will sign another contract before letting their last one elapse just for like safety's sake. Yes. But with Nate you're guaranteed to have interest so it's like maybe you just fight this out and then wait to re-sign but I don't think Nate's about to retire even though I mean if you listen to him you could think that maybe he should. Well, he takes a lot of damage. Would it, would it be the worst decision of all time? I Maybe for, seen. you know, the health of his body moving forward? Yeah. Potentially not. He's taken so much damage over the years. Yeah. And even that Leon Edwards fight, though, his last fight, where he just got fucking pieced up for five rounds, split, cut, just can't get dropped. And then rocks Leon Edwards with like five seconds to go, almost wins a fight. You're like, good Lord. Um, but... Surely him and Connor fight again. You'd hope so. But there, yeah, Connor's now like about to, he's like putting up videos of him training again, being like, this is going to be the greatest comeback of all time. I'm like, okay. I don't believe it anymore. Sorry, Connor. No, 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 no. Definitely don't believe it. The only, Look, I'll happily watch it if it happens, but I of don't. Of course I'll it. watch it, Tom, but I don't believe a word you're saying. No. I just can't. No. You hope he doesn't go too long and start getting punchy. Um, but. Light heavyweight title, Jan Blahovic versus uh, Glover Teixeira. And Glover fucking pumped him. How did the fight go? He choked him out second round, but he was all over him in the first round, fucking him up on the ground, and then came back out second round, got him down relatively quickly, choked him out. Like, in terms of a title fight, you're like, this wasn't a good fight. Like, Glover just beat him. It wasn't anything wildly memorable. Jan did fuck all. He did, like, you know, it just wasn't competitive at all. And, like, um, just crazy because Glover Teixeira, 42 years old, first title, pretty sure. Yeah. Certainly in the UFC. Crazy stuff. You know, that was Bruce Buffer. It's the first time he'd missed a card since 1997. Yeah, since UFC 11. That was, like, 267, I think. That's crazy. That is unbelievable. That's a great run. It's a great run. And you know what? He was noticeably absent. The guy who filled in for him, I assume, he seemed like I've heard him on boxing events as well. Like, I don't know if he would have a, a voice for hire, but he just was not good. Trying to bring his own flavor to the way he ended up. What, what was his flavor? He was just very American and like, <laughs> hey, how you going? Here we go. And like, you've become used to the way Bruce would announce names. So the way this guy would call out winners or was just, it all felt wrong. I feel like if you're going to, when Bruce eventually hangs up the tonsils. Yes. I feel like you need to have someone training to just be like Bruce too. 
I don't know if they need to be Bruce too. I just need him to announce it. it in the same like. I mean, is cadence the right word? I don't know, but like the same. I need the same rhythm to the way you're announcing. I think shit. cadence, tonsil cadence. Yeah, tonsil cadence. I need that similar tonsil cadence. Yeah. No, I'm 100% with you. And it's the same with Rabs and his, you know, imminent retirement. Yes. I use the word imminent because he's old as fuck. I yeah. don't want to use it. No, but it's... But it's I must. Obvious, yeah. And I just say to myself, it's not even about tonsil cadence when it comes to someone replacing Rabs. It's more the tonsils and the voice box rolled into one. He's got a voice box that can't be replicated. Could you... Can you do a voice box transplant, Dave? Could well, okay. Now we're talking. Could you take out Rabs's? Would he? Would he donate his vo, his vocal cords and his voice box for the good of the game? But well, probably not while he's alive. No, no, no. no of course not. Posthumous donation. Posthumous donation. I would never r- rob the great man of his voice box in his later life. I would hope not. That's why I just wanted to check. So I'm like, Jesus Christ, that seems like that. That doesn't seem fair. Yeah, no, he's done go. too much for the game. This is interesting. This might be interesting to you, Tom. So uh, laryngeal transplantation. So basically, the larynx, which is the voice box and the all that stuff down there, it says will allow people to smell, taste, swallow, and communicate in a voice uniquely one's own. So different to their one before. Wait, what the fuck's a larynx got to do with smell? Well, okay, maybe it, it might not fix your smell because maybe that's higher up in the nose. But I guess I don't know. Something it'll change. Factory. Like it's it's all connected down there. So like, I don't know. I mean, it's interesting, but I just have no idea how something in me throws. Well, maybe it's taste budsy. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, and neither do you. No, and neither does Dave. We don't know. But you're saying that they can change if it? you change your vo- your vocal chords in your larynx that you have a different sense of taste no no no, not a different sense of taste i think it's more like if you couldn't taste before then you then you can taste again now like if, if you need a voice box transplant how many voice box country, transplants are they doing a year it says in america um it helps about sixty thousand people per year Sixty thousand. Can well, you actually? Sorry, I don't know if that's per year. It says larynx transplant could benefit about sixty thousand people in the U.S. alone. Could, but they don't do them. Well, because healthcare is expensive there. Okay, but they do do them. They just yeah. don't do them regularly. Well, sixty thousand could be pretty regular. No, but that oh, that reads to me as though sixty thousand people could do with a. a yeah, like well, might okay, need it. So the there's an article from 2011 which is about like one of the first successful larynx transplants. Okay, oh, so, so they do them. Done. So, yeah. I would love to know if they sound the same or do they just sound like this and it's like better than having no voice at all. So it's like, you know, and you know when you see like a face transplant and you go, I mean, I get it, you didn't have a face before, but like... Not really the same thing. It's not exactly like for like, is it? No, it's not. It's certainly not like for like. like. Well, not can, yet. No, not yet. And that's the only way you get to it being like for like. You know, like imagine, you know, remember the movie Face Off? Imagine if that was how they fucking... Because they just look like John Travolta and Nicolas Cage in Face Off. If it were true to fucking technology of today, that movie wouldn't have worked. Because face transplants do not work. (laughs) Um, So interestingly though, the larynx transplant might not change what your voice sounds like. So the voice uh, comes from basically three different parts. The lungs, the larynx and the vocal folds. So just getting the larynx replaced might still mean your voice doesn't change that much. Because you think about it like people who are like kind of bigger and taller have deeper voices. 
because it's more reverberating around them and people who are smaller tend to have higher voices because there's less space for the sound to move around. You've still got a pretty deep voice for a man of your size, Dave. Don't you reckon? I, I don't I don't think so. I don't know. I always think my voice sounds a lot higher when I hear it. I don't know. No, I reckon you've got a deeper voice than a higher voice. Mm. Yeah, like, I don't think you sound like a squeaky voiced individual. By but you, he doesn't, but to his point, he doesn't bellow. No, he doesn't yeah. bellow. He doesn't bellow. Where the big boys bellow. Oh, yeah. Some of the big boys, they can bellow with the best of them. Um, so, is that UFC? Well, <laughs> <laughs> almost. Um can you just go to the card that's this weekend? Because it, it, so it's... 268. 268, Kamaru, Usman, and Colby Covington. But this card... Two. Yeah, two. Uh, this card is well, probably the best of the year. I don't even know if that's debatable. I think it's 100% the best of the year. Um, it's fucking amazing. Have you got it up? Yeah, I'm just getting it up here. Kamara Usman, Colby Covington, fucking ridiculous. Rose Noah Yunus and Zhang Wei Lee rematch title fight. Justin Gagey and Michael Chandler, that's fucking insane. Um, Frankie Edgar, Marlon Vera, keep going. Marlon Vera is a guy that beat, beat Sean O'Malley. Um, get the full card up? Yeah, get it up. I'll see if there's some other motherfuckers there. But those top three is just ridiculous. Main card, Gagey, yeah, yeah, go down. Then Alex Pereira is a fucking, he's an interesting fight. He's always doing backflips and shit. All right, Quinta, Bobby Green, Shabazian. That's pretty much it. I think that, but that. Have they fucked us on the time this, or is it in America? No, this is in the US. This one will be Vegas for sure. Um, So we'll be good. We'll be good. Yep. 6 p.m., main card, 10 p.m. That's obviously That's US. US time, so we're good. That's a perfect time. And you know what I've got? I've got Mummy Mummy Birmingham in terms of Steffi, not my own mother, uh, going on a picnic with the babies on Sunday. With the babies. You know what daddy does? Loosens the belt, fucking sits back on the couch, orders the pay-per-view and just rips in. Just rips in. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. I'll watch it probably better. I'll watch it at home. Oh, so you'll be bounced. You're coming back. Like, I'll come back bounced and I'll put it on. Yeah, yeah. Crawl That's in, what I'll do. Crawl into the house. Crawl into the house. Crawl downstairs. Get the Telstra TV fired up. Yeah. Get KO fired up. The Telstra TV? Well, like, Telstra TV is like Apple TV. Oh, okay. But it's, it's got a way better controller. It's far more user-friendly. That, those Apple TV controllers are dog shit. What is that? They're just like, so there's not, they're not like, they, they don't give you a lot of options. It's just like the circle thing on it as well, isn't it? Or are you saying just like they don't work? No, they don't. It, they're fucking hard to use. I'm yeah, like, right. this is like, I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to be like nimble and, you know, mm. discreet. Yeah. Not, not both correct words, but it's just hard to use. Yeah, I need yeah, more yeah. buttons. Yeah, I get you. Like, give me a fucking proper control. Give me some buttons. But anyway, Telstra TV's got the UFC up, so it's bang, plug it in. Hectic, in. hectic. Um, but... Do before we are finished with fight sports, Tom. Yes. Josh Alloway, Paul Gallon. It's happening. It's fucking happening, all right. Josh Eight two-minute rounds, I think. Eight two-minute rounds. Josh Alloway of Manly Seagulls fame and friend of the show fame. They were talking some good shit on... They did like an Instagram Live with George Rose and that fucking main event announcer. When, they went after each other, but Josh... 
because like Gal's good at talking shit. Um, Josh went with him. Josh was fucking shutting him down. He was had good comebacks. It was well. He's a seagull. And he knows how to sell fights. Seagull. Seagulls know how to sell fights, Tom. Can you check where the fight is because we need to make sure we're at it. And when is it? It'll be this year. I just remembered something, Tom. What? I, I don't know if there is a confirmed date. Wasn't this going to be part of the whole big rugby league card that they were going to do? Oh, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe. We need to find out with Dan and what's happening there. And if it is happening... We need to go. We need to be going. We need to be ringside. We need to be in furs. We, know, we all know the story. Yeah. Oh, here we go. It says December 10th. Yep. I trying to see where. Sydney, surely. Um, yeah, it doesn't really look like there's a confirmed venue, but it does say December 10th. Leave it with us, puns and dribblers. But I'm pumped. Yeah, pumped. pumped. I'm pumped up. Paul Gallen, man, like he's made a tidy post career. Dude, he, I reckon he would have made more money. He would have made more money in like one fight than he would have made. Like I reckon that fucking Justice Hooney fight. There was one where he got like 1.5 mil. He wouldn't have been getting that. He wouldn't have made that over the last like four seasons of his fucking career. No way. He's sitting back fucking counting the cheddar. Yeah. Good for him. And he's, he's unapologetic, just going, mate, fuck it. I'm just here for a, some bicky here, baby. That's all we want. Um, but we are Team Alloy, eh? So get him, brah. Get him, get, get brah. Get him, brah. Should we dribble? I think it's probably time. Um, Thick Ropes County got a fucking big first up win on the weekend. Oh, they won. I didn't play. But shout out to Willie Berms of my baby brother fame and Jack Chapman, both hitting big, big scores, retiring. And then Chapo taking three famous wickets as well. You're like, what are you looking for, bro? I'm trying to... I'm, what are you looking for? The sun is. On your head. Let me some vape, please, brother. <laughs> Clip that up. <laughs> Note that one down. Um, so shout out to Thick Ropes, top of the ladder. Only after one. So what round. did Willie B, he, he got? Willie B got 50-odd, uh, and then Chapo got 60-odd, and um, three wickets as well for a match dude. performance. Yeah. Pumped them. So the boys are firing. Firing early. Good firing to see. Early. Yeah, it's great to see. Love that energy. Love it. And you boys are playing when this Thursday. week? Thursday. Get down to what park? Centennial Park. It's a pretty big park though, but we'll be there somewhere. You'll find them. Might, all be, might also be Queens Park. I don't know. One of the two. Go trawling parks on Thursday and try and find them. Uh, should we dribble? Yeah. Uh, good evening, boys. Um, Northwest Queensland dribbler. Just uh, capping off a 16 or 15, 16 hour drive from beautiful Cairns to not so beautiful Manizer. Um, but I've been fueled by the back catalogue of the Hello Sport podcast. Consumed probably more than any man should consume. And in fact, I think it's about to induce a dribble related coma. Mm. Um, but before that, Homer besets me and I 
drift off into a slumber, I have a few questions. Now, I do apologise in advance if these questions are answered in other podcasts I didn't get to. There was no chronological order. I just ripped in, ripped into what I could find. So, first one, Bone Man. Is he still around? Reach out, Bone Man. If so, are you still self-relating to the podcast and Jack Miller podiums? Um, secondly, did Big Tasty and the Sleep Dribbler settle their beef with KD? Once again, apologize that was in a previous podcast, missed it. Uh, and third, did Sun Yang ever fix his teeth? Probably could research someone myself, but you guys seem to be all over it, so I'll, I'll uh, let you guys fill us in. Many thanks. Uh, Dribble and Juice coma soon. Cheers. Bye. Uh, I don't think Sung Yang old Morgmouth fixed his teeth. No, I think he did. Oh, he did? Yeah, yeah. Mate, the man's cheating at everything else as if he's not cheating in the mouth department. You know what I mean? Like, oh, so he caught wind and he fixed it. Fixed it. Um, he did have a mouth like a smashed up old graveyard. Um, did get those fixed off the back of us pointing it out. In a friendly manner. We weren't having a go at him except that he was a cheater. Um, so in actual fact, now thinking about it, we definitely were having a go at him. Bone Man, I'd forgotten about him, but reach out, Bone Man. And then in terms of the Dribbler Wars, I don't know where we got to. Who won that? I thought Big Tasty won it and the Tasty Boys. I don't know. I can't remember. Possibly. But then Sleep Dribbler was the preeminent dribbler of his time. He's since left. Or like he might listen, but he doesn't dribble anymore. He hasn't done one for about... What, three months? He's like the BTK killer. It's like he disappears for 25 years once he sort of maybe thought people were on his trail. He wanted to get caught but didn't really. And then it's like, you know, DNA testing or something will happen and we'll, yeah, exactly. we'll find out who he is. He'll come back again. But, yeah, look, the, uh, the early days of the Dribbler hotline were the Wild West. You didn't know what you were going to get. We didn't... We didn't listen. We get too many now, so we're going to cull them. But back in the day, you just you put you you press play, and whatever came on came on. And there was some really dribbly shit back then. Yeah, the dribbles have been good lately. They have been good, but it was a different time. It was a different time. It was a different era. And it is what it is. I hope we've answered your questions. I don't know if we have. But good on you for fucking listening to. You can't listen to too much either. You said you might have listened to too much dribble based coma. Nah, too much never enough. Never enough. You can't. Can't be done. I feel sick. Just by the way, just want everyone to know, I, uh, I'm feeling unwell. Did you just go the big vom? I didn't go a vom, no. I'm not at vom stages, but I don't feel good. Okay. Mm. There you go, partners and dribblers. Tom? Let's move on. Can you turn up a little bit, Dave? I don't know if it's these headphones John, or what. Eddie, Dave and dribbles. Uh, it's the brisket smoking dribbler here. I uh, just got a, um, a little unpopular opinion. Uh, Dave does the big lift, right? He sits there, gets absolutely smoked in dribbles. He comes to work each day with absolute flair. He knows when to chime in when it's needed. He knows when to not say a word. I personally have had a, uh, had a, had a crack at old Dave, but he's building on me, man, so just keep doing you. Also... Um, to address the elephant in the room, probably the uh, one of the biggest topics in group in group chats. Eddie is fucking hot, bruh. You are a sort. 
and you're like a fine wine, brother. You're just going to get fun with age. All right. Beers soon. Eddie forever. How about that? That's that's a gentleman. That's, that's a, fucking, a that's a really nice guy. That's a really nice guy right there who who maybe recognises that Edward needs a little bit of help on a Monday, and he calls in with some nice, some really like nice stuff. Now, initially, I appreciate that. I thought, fuck, have we just given D or Dave key to the dribbles, and he's just putting in pro D or Dave fucking <laughs> comments, you know? And I'm thinking, okay, what the fuck's this? But then it's backed up by some really really nice stuff. Now, I'd be lying, Eddie. If I didn't say, though, I now feel left out by that comment. Like, even if it was just like, you don't have to say that I'm even on par, but just be like, Tom, you're all right. Keep doing you. Yeah. You know, but he just sort of left me out. I know it's, you know, it's, I be happy for your friends and all that, and I am happy for you because he's speaking the truth. You're as handsome as it gets. But I now sit here like a shag on a sheep's ass. (laughs) And, you know. Well, mate, I I think you're a good-looking rooster. Thank you so much. I think you're looking trim. I think you're looking great. That's not what I need because that's now... I think think you've looked the best you have in years. I think you just keep doing you, buddy. That's really nice, dude. Unprompted. I really love it. You know? Mm. You're you're still around, bro. That that guy's a good dribbler. That was was class from him. That was class. That was really class. Yeah, that was first class stuff. That was turning left on the plane sort of stuff. (laughs) A lot of people think they're going to get played on this by abusing me and yelling here. But I tell you what, if you're giving out compliments, I'm going to play you. And, and then maybe, <laughs> maybe chuck one in there for Tom and Eddie so it doesn't just look like I'll put it there. Just, yeah, me. playing yeah. D.O. Dave compliments. Yeah. Lovely stuff. Tom, Eddie, D.O. Dave, I'm just bang the dribblers. This is the marriage dribbler after getting married in the middle of lockdown fame. I have got a quick dribble for you. I recently started playing touch footy again and grew up playing touch footy with the bright orange touch footy speeded. But going back, started playing with the Gilbert, but I couldn't catch a thing. My question for you today, boys, is the Gilbert slipperier than the Steeden? Derek? Great question. That's a great fucking question. And I'll tell you what. I think, firstly, we've got our own Hello Sports Steeden down the front. Shout out to Steeden, friends of the show. We really should pump that fucking thing up. I keep forgetting to bring a pump. Um, I think the Gilbert and the Steeden Fresh both have grip. I think the Gilbert loses grip far quicker than the Steeden. Yeah, I think so. I think you're more often than not, if you're throwing around a footy, most of which are never new... The Gilbert is more likely to be bald as a fucking... Badger. Yeah. <laughs> bald as a badger than the Steeden. Yeah. Like, no dimples left. This no, no, no. is fucking bald. Yeah. The Gilbert's nipples wear off after fucking, like, one game of footy or, like, one good solid session. Yeah. You know? Oh, the nipples go quick. The nipples go quick, whereas the Steeden's nipples are fucking true, hard, erect, and... Uh, Got more longevity in them. The Steedens nipples will hang around. Yep. They're prepared to see a couple of winners. Yep. Yep. I think as well that the Steeden is thinner. It's not as like wide at the edges, which to me makes it easier to get your hands around. It's more of a, it's, it's le- yeah, it's the, the Gilbert arounder mm. shape. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 100%. All right. Boys, 
G'day, boys. Yes, so I'm just ringing up uh, regarding the shell stomping rhetoric from the last podcast. Mm. Um, sort of brought back a few few memories from my own boarding days. There was a couple of rare specimens that used to do a very similar thing. Um, I'm not sure if this will have to be or this, Dave, whether or not this is the actual official terminology, but we used to refer to it as as what affectionately as the, the waffle stomp. Yeah. Um, now, again, it. you have to do all that and whether or not that is the correct terminology. But um, if so, I'd, I'd appreciate it if, Tom, every, any future references to these stories, you could you could use the correct terminology, please. Love your work, boys. Bye. Look, he's certainly not wrong with the waffle stomp. Mm. Yeah, there was another dribbler who called up with more waffle stomp rhetoric, just, you know, talking about the name. Uh, and did we decide? Did you? Did you? I you, thought one waffle stomp, waffle stomp. Dribble was enough. And that's why, you, that's why you've been dribble. given the job. Yeah. That's why you've been given the job, Dave. I will agree with that gentleman that waffle stomp is certainly uh, the term I think more uh, commonly used. Dave, I had another question before this dribble started, but when we're just back on the fact that a lot of them just call up and lick you to death, mm-hmm. do you sometimes feel a little bit drained after listening to all these things when there's just these guys saying, fuck you, D or Dave? I, look, I feel kind of drained, but it's not like a personal drain. It's okay. not like, oh, they're having a go at me. It's more just like I have to listen to two hours of nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> that, that kind of being drained. Yeah, that's yeah. a big lift. That's a big fucking lift. And often it's, well, not often, always it's on a Sunday night of which I'm quite bounced out. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah. Yeah, that's tough. That's good fun though. Mm. It is. Oh, it's, and it's always nice hearing what new insults can come up. <laughs> can come up <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Shout out to the Waffle Stump. Yeah. Buck's going on a fucking drive here. I love going to drive, Tom. Tom, Eddie, Dior, long-time listener, first-time dribbler. It was recently uh, illuminated to me that your father is the legend. And I've got someone here with me who'd like to say a few words. Australia on the track now, 20 metres on the England side of halfway. Back it comes for Walters. Out it goes now for Langer. Langer the cutout pass to Daly. Daly comes back in field. Gets around a couple of would-be tacklers. Gives a one-handed pass over the top to Thurman. One of the England players has fed ink and produced what looks to be a crowbar or an iron bar of some description. And his dead set smashed it right across Thurman's head. That's so fucking That's funny. That's pretty good. That's a good rap. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a very good raps. But it's like, it, it's almost word for word. Well, yeah, he was certainly, uh, it was, that was from one of the albums. I don't, I don't remember exactly. I've obviously listened to them all. The old I boy, think, I think, I think, he, I think he'd been, like that. I think it might have been a Wide World of Sports one. Yeah, I think so. I think so. But yeah, I think. Maybe that, even the first one. I don't know. I don't know. You might know. I like, again, I used to listen to those albums when I was like going to sleep as a kid and not in a sense of like, let's listen to something that will put you to sleep, but it was just more, it was like, they were certainly not something that someone of my age at the time should have been listening to, but it was, uh, I used to fucking listen to them all the time. Um, he'd like that one, dude. That was a fucking good rabs. I think the old boy would be proud of you. That was good. Yeah. That was very good. Well done, mate. Very well done. Yeah, hey, lads. Uh, real quick yarn. I was just listening to the story of Tom talking about taking Evie down the slide. 
and his uh, nuts getting caught in his asshole. And it reminded me of a time when I was in Budapest about two years ago at a hostel called Grandios Party Hostel. And uh, one of the events that they organised uh, with all the people staying at the hostel was uh, like a, uh, it was called Get Up On Stage, Get Laid. So essentially a bunch of people would get up, uh, either dance, sing, random things like that. And about halfway through the night, this bloke who looked as if he hadn't showered in about six months, and I'm pretty sure I actually lived at the hostel, um, long hair, real skinny, completely um, malnutritioned. He got up and said into the microphone, uh, I'm going to put my nuts into my asshole," And I fuck you not. He dropped his sack, turned around and proceeded to put both nuts straight up there. And yeah, literally one of the most obscene things I've ever seen. Um, almost certain he didn't get laid. But uh, yeah, good yarn. Anyway, see you soon. Dude, what the fuck? What the fuck? If you if you do that, there must be a level of shame attached to like have to be. Yeah, but you must revel in shame. Well, no, I wonder though, like whether this this man who can do it. It's like it's all well and good to have a crazy skill, but like at what cost to your own? Like, Wait, what part of you? You're giving up a part of yourself. A part of yourself every time you pop your testicles into your butthole. If that is true. It's That's either absurd. A, it seems hard. He must have had a sack on him. Um, That's absurd. That but is yeah, absurd. That's crazy. I don't. You've think got a. You're feeling unwell. How does that sit with you? I'm not gonna lie. It didn't make me feel any better. It made me feel like thinking of a guy doing that. He also went into unnecessary lengths to describe the state of the man being a disgusting, fucking stinky mess. Which. <laughs> Again, just sort of added to it all. But I guess that's the sort well, it of paints guy, a picture, that's doesn't the it? sort of guy who's going to stick his testicles in his own asshole. Yeah. Yeah, he's not going to be Lothario, generally speaking. No. Sports podcast. Sports podcast. Uh, oh, we go. This is, what, this is what it is, Eddie. It's what it is now, mate. It's what it is now. Yeah, hey, uh, Tom, Eddie, Deal, Dave. Hey, look, boys, I'm just down at local park, you know, kicking the ball around by myself all alone, um, that's probably another story. But I was just sitting down there watching, and it's just this young family, this dad, bald, bald as it can be, and uh, his two sons, and you can see he's lined his two sons up, and they've just, uh, you know, telling, oh, come on, boys, let's have a race. And they've, they've lined up, and they're going, oh, on your marks, get set, go. And dad's absolutely fucking flogged them off the line. Like, dad's beaten them by it like absolutely flogged them. These two boys, they're still trying, but like dad ran at home by multiple lengths, um, which makes me think, uh, did dad absolutely school you boys back in the day at uh, whatever sport it was, whether it be sprinting, cricket in the backyard, just hitting you for sixes left, right, center? Or do you have one of those more modern dads who just let you win and you probably cry all the time? Um, so yeah, <laughs> just, uh Yeah. Want to know, boys, and uh, yeah, beer soon, I guess. I have got a distinct memory of when I used to think I was pretty fucking quick back in like year three, year four. Yeah. You know, state for the 100 sort of stuff. Yeah. And I took on the old man once. We went like fucking, we were training. Like it might have been after training. We went down there to do some training. Or Would he train like you? No, he oh. didn't train me. Um, 
And we had a 100-meter sprint and he beat me. And I remember being fucking pretty rattled. I think maybe even trying to convince myself that I'd actually won. Oh. Trying to convince him as well. Right, he's like, but he's no, like, no, 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 dude. You got bested. You got absolutely pumped. I... I don't remember ever taking dad on and shit like that. Like he was sort of, we'd always like play in the backyard. So it'd be like, but it'd be like passing comps, kicking comps, not necessarily like, you know, sprint based shit where like, it'd be like, he was teaching us how to pass a footy. He'd teach us how to kick a footy. We'd like set up the bucket on the fucking, what we used to do is we'd um, flip the trampoline on its side. And we would then get Oki straps and hook them into a bucket and then like hook them onto the trampoline and then you'd do passing competitions into the bucket and shit like that. Um, now, could you argue that that's why I'm not elite? Because I didn't have someone just beating me all the time. So I didn't have a need to, you know, get better. Potentially. I, it didn't let me win, but I just didn't get like... Like that dad who's just pounding his... Fucking poor kids in sprint yeah, races. You want to beat me? You want to beat me? Get better. Yeah. Get better. Those guys will probably be athletes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because dad's setting the standard. Dad's going, I don't, there's no fucking free dinners here. No. There's no free dinners in life. No, dude. exactly. And that's what the old man's trying to instill into his two young pups. Yeah. Be better. Be great. And to be great, you got to be better. You got to beat dad. You got to beat, well, you got to, look, if you want to beat I'm, anyone. I'm, I'm the first biggest hurdle you're going to come up against. If you can't go past me, you're fucked. Yeah. Because there's going to be more dads along the way. There's going to be plenty more dads. Yeah. I think that's terrific from the old boy there. Yeah, I think that's smart. It's smart footy. Hey, boys. Um, just quickly. It's the um, it's the lonely dribbler here. I Just getting through about even. And I heard you both, Tom and Eddie. Sorry, I'm rolling a dart. I heard both you, Tom and Eddie, um, say that you love Idris Elba. Did you guys know that Idris Elba has now joined up with a Australian band and I is releasing an album? They have uh, released a single called Apple Crumble and um, Idris Elba is starting a rap career, which is super interesting. So I don't know, maybe you guys want to look into that. I was fucking pretty blown away. Anyway, have a good one. Peace. Have they released any songs yet, Dave? Yeah, yeah, they've released one song. Is it any good? I haven't heard it. I'm not a huge Lime Cordial fan. I had no idea. I'd seen it somewhere. I'd seen it somewhere. Yeah, like he joined them on stage live at one of their gigs a few months ago, which was like huge, and then they announced this. Um, look, I've got no issue with Idris Elba deciding to fucking pursue some music. You might say, well, you fucking had a crack at the rock. And I'll be like, well, yeah, I know. If, well, I don't Double think, standards. I don't think Idris Elba is using his music career to sell his tequila. I don't think he would be either. I don't think he would be either. I think Idris just just passionate about music, wants to express himself through song. Yeah. He's also had a professional MMA fight like fucking a couple of years ago. So he just tries things. Let's move on. Yeah. Daddy's crashing. Hi, boys. First time caller. Um, the hot Yago dribbler checking in here. Just wanted your opinion. Um, I'm sitting at the club right now looking out at the street and there's fucking too many cunts wearing a fucking Halloween costume. And I'm like, how many Australians are actually out there that 
that do Halloween. Oh, I get you got parties in that. I mean, play on, but is Halloween the biggest dribbler holiday of the year? I mean, because it's the fucking Yanks thing. I don't know about us, but anyway. Um, on a good note, appreciate you boys. You make my day great every time I hear you. I really appreciate you guys. Um, beers soon. Broncos coming your ship soon. Um, Manly 30 plus ever. Cheers. I mean, he did finish with a nice comment, but he did sort of then start to talk negatively about Manly and pro-Broncos, but I did appreciate the niceties at the end. I've got to admit that I always was under the impression that Halloween was a Yank holiday. It wasn't until I came to Sydney that I realised Australians celebrate it. Well, I don't think we always did, but it was certainly... It's becoming more prevalent. Yeah, and I also have no issue with it. Like, who, who gives a fuck? It's more like for kids anyway, right? And now that I am... Uh, some of you may not know this, a father of two, uh, never mention it. Michael Pride always fucking sick of me now. He's like, oh, oh you're a dad, are you? Um, but I can see the benefit of like, oh, this would be something fun. Is it a holiday in America? Or is it just like something they do? Nah, it's not a like public holiday. I, um, I certainly don't care like it doesn't get me up and about you know what i mean i'm not like i didn't know when the fuck it was i just saw I've cobwebs never, on everyone's fucking front of their houses I'm i've like, never trick or treated i've never i trick or treated growing up in barrel i don't think i've even dressed up but you've been to like halloween parties and shit right yeah i'm just trying to remember i'm surely would have you would have that's as much as I've gotten into it, but I did trick or treat when I was young in barrel. Like it was a thing in barrel when I was a kid. So it's not like it's, but now it's like fucking pumping, but it's, it's yeah. Like whatever the reason was to do it, like whatever it, the Genesis was from American culture, like that's well and truly been lost here. We don't give a fuck. It's just an excuse to have a bit of a, a giggle and kids to dress up like, you know, zombie Harry Potters or some shit. Yeah, the pumpkin carving thing hasn't taken off here, which I'm happy about. I don't get that or see the point. Or it's admin anything. heavy as well. Mm. And the pumpkin's like not nearly as nice as Americans think it is, I feel like. Like they put that shit in their latte in their fucking like desserts and pumpkin's stuff. Pumpkin's cool, man. Pumpkin oh, yeah. can, pumpkin, I got no beef with pumpkin. I love pumpkin. pumpkin. Yeah. Roast pumpkin and me are best friends. I've got no beef with pumpkin, but hold on, I'm gonna take this. Oh. Hello, mate, how you going? Ah, uh, yes, I will. I will. I'll, t I'll text that to you now. Cheers, man. Bye. Sorry for taking a call mid-podcast. Uh, but, like, they have pumpkin pie and shit, right? Like, is mm. that good? I just can't see it being that good unless you're just adding, like, shitloads of sugar. Because pumpkin isn't naturally sweet. It's sweet-ish, isn't it? Yeah, but not, like, dessert sweet. Like, sweet, no. sweet potato sweet, but you wouldn't chuck that on your ice cream. No, you wouldn't. No, you definitely wouldn't. Um, someone called himself the Apple Crumble Dribble. Oh, is that? No, that was like Idris Elba and fucking... Yeah, that was his song. Yeah, Apple um, Shout out to Apple Crumble. Just a side note. Shout out to it. I love Apple Crumble. All right, moving on. I'd say so. Yeah. <laughs> hey, boys. Um, I'm pissed as fuck. Um, I'm in the Uber at the moment. Um, we've come across a Barbie tape. Oh, I'm pissed as fuck. But the Barbie tape's coughing in a fucking blower. 
comment so that dude called up with three dribbles yeah uh, they, the other two were less entertaining than that i'm yes. not gonna play them but i'm playing this next one and we need to sort something out so okay listen. boys long time listener first time dribbler i've just got to say i've just pulled over and you know, sorry i'm a cop pig say what you want but i've just pulled over this uber driver in the back seat i've got this fucking dribbler and he's good looking blonde misses fucking on the hotline dribbler the dribbler hotline and I just get him and he's fucking startled I, I look I'm saying if, if you listen to the previous one Dior you gotta put this in with it because fuck me that cunt was stunned anyway boys love what you're doing manly 13 boss <laughs> many manly seagulls forever premiership never yeah, that copper Heard the guy making the call? No. What I think has happened here is this absolutely wasted dead shit dribbler has called us from the back of an Uber while his driver's getting RBT. Yes. Has then called back again, not realising that it's the same number. No, 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 no. It's not the same number. This is a different number. So that dude called three dribbles and then this was a separate dribbler. Oh, this is a completely separate... Yeah, yeah. That this... guy... That guy sounded drunk though. I know, that's what, so this dude was pulled over at 12.26 a.m. That's when the first dribble came in. Yeah. Then the dribble from the so-called cop, because I was also like, is this dude really a cop? Was it 2 a.m.? So I don't know. Mm. Okay, can we play that fucking- 12.30 and then two o'clock, but he wouldn't be able to call on the shift. No, can you just play the drunk guy's dribble again? Because I want to see what the voice, the voice sounded similar. Fuck. (laughs) Saints went in. Hey boys, um, I'm pissed as fuck. Um, I'm in the Uber at the moment. Um, we can come across a RBT. I'm, I'm pissed as fuck. But the RBT is coming. Pause it for a sec. Can you hear someone in the background saying dribbler? No, that's the cop talking to the driver. I heard him say, like, how many drinks have you had tonight yeah, or something like yeah. that. Right, yeah. okay. See, now play the cops dribble. Boys, long-time listener, first-time dribbler. I've just got to say, I've just pulled over. You know, sorry, I'm a cop, pig, say what you want. But I've just pulled over this Uber driver in the back seat. I've got this fucking dribbler and he's... Good looking blonde misses. Fucking on the hotline dribbler. The dribbler hotline. And I just get him and he's fucking startled. I, I look, I'm saying, if, if you listen to the previous one, Dior, you got to put this in with it because fuck me, that cunt was stunned. Anyway, boys, love what you're doing. Manly 13 plus. Many Manly Seagulls forever. Premiership never. So, yeah. Oh. I'm not sure. Mm. I don't know. He sounds a little bit pissed for me. He, well, I don't know if he sounds pissed necessarily. 
He did say that he's just pulled over, but it was an hour and a half later. That's ringing alarm bells for me. Yeah. Potentially. But then also I'm like, you wouldn't be able to get on the blower on the job. No, you can't get back in the car and call. But he also didn't seem like he was being blatantly obvious to the cops that he was calling the Hello Sport Dribbler hotline when he was in the back seat. No, because he was whispering. Yeah. I... I, I don't know. I don't know what to make of that. I want to see a badge and ID number. Before yeah, I yeah, 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 yeah. DM us your fucking badge. Send yeah, if you're the you cop dribbler, the uh, yeah, send in your badge. A photo of you and your badge. Yeah, and your mobile number. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, Tom, Edward, David, uh, two drink blackout dribbler here. Uh, just coming in. You know, you boys are top of the heat podcast now, and you know. Just feel like you're becoming just out of touch with the outer skirts dribblers. Um, you know, David's coming through with some quality content about UFOs and shit. So, uh, David, I think it's time to man up, bro. Get those PowerPoints in order. Fucking pull that big dick out and, you know, start swinging around. We've got about even for the punters. We've got Hello Sport for the punters and the dribblers. What about a podcast for the just the fucking dribblers, you know? Get Dave on there, spearheading it, talking like that cone rhetoric, you know? think it's a great idea you know i'd love to hear a bit more ufo chat that sort of shit so david time to pull your fucking finger out mate we know you're the bong lord so let's contribute hey what was the name that you were going to call your fucking podcast uh but like bored to death with dior yeah bored to death and it's you as uh fucking che guevara yeah 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 exactly yeah someone made the post well listen mate no one's stopping dave from uh starting to try and do something if he uh if you want to if you want to give bored to death a go dave I mean, I would love to, maybe not at this exact moment while I'm about to head into uni exams, but come summertime, you know, there you go. I might have a lot of thoughts that need publicizing. <laughs> Listen, you've got, we're happy to, you know, we've obviously built you up to, you know, be a, a leader in your community. You're a big name about town. You're pushing into lines all over the city. Huge name. Maybe it's time. Maybe it's time. For we don't shackle any of the, the people that, uh, Shane Keith Productions. No, not at Shane Keith Productions, Tom. You're free to fucking give anything a crack. Not at Shane Keith Productions. Nah. Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate the support from the two-drink blackout dribbler. Mm. Love it. Be interested to know what, what, what would be on your podcast, Dave? It would, I don't know. It would be just like whatever news stories I think is ridiculous or funny to talk about that week. You're a pretty fucking, uh, you're pretty vocal on your Instagram in terms of like, following along in the political sphere. Yeah, well that stuff's always exciting, especially at the moment. Is he, like, yeah, yeah. Well, with all the bloody, with the Gladdy B. Yeah, with Gladdy, yeah. I did spend a lot of my week last week just watching the live ICAC stream. Whacking off? Go. Yeah, as soon as, every time the commissioner told Gladys, like stop telling a story and answer a question, I was like, oh. Yeah, <laughs> I can imagine yeah, that yeah, would have. Yeah. Fought a death with your. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think about this till now, but I flew on kind of line or a VCs as well. Of course you did, Dave. Of course no, you did. I didn't did. even cut in line. Is that we were walking up to join the line. And, and then like, you just walked all the way to the front. Well, a couple of the mates who I was with like, joined the line at the back, but then these other dudes that we knew who were inside, Dave. coming back inside from having a ciggy. So they just like nodded at the bounce of like, yeah, we just went out and I just walked behind them and walked. I'm more cool with that because yeah. that's like, that's bluffing. Yeah, As you yeah. go, oh, I was already in with these guys. Like, we just came back out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you just walk straight into the front of a line and just push into all these people waiting, if you can bluff your way in just on the fucking rip, I'm cool. Yeah. We're cool. 
that was better. At least I'm getting better, you know, not just cutting in every time. Side note of a podcast you want to listen to, which is interesting. I just was listening to it recently. It's uh, it was a Rogan's interview with Jewel. She's a fucking 90s like musician mm. and just goes through her life. It's fucking crazy interesting. Her grandfather came over from Europe just before World War II mm. and so they were in Canada and like part of the whatever it was done at the time, I can't remember what they called it, but they would basically just allow you to go and settle wild land. They just give you, you go, you can go and fucking. So they like his his grand his grandma and grandpa trekked like two hundred miles on foot through the wilderness in Canada and settled some crazy bit of land where she grew up on. Fucking, she was like a homeless transient fucking person. Started singing in cafes, got discovered, blew the fuck up. And then her mum stole a hundred mil off her. Fuck. Oh my god. Anyway, it's not like I just Jesus ruined the whole Christ. thing. It's a fucking crazy, crazy yarn. I was like, this should be a fucking Send movie. It to me. Yeah, well, it says on the Wikipedia page, like her, yeah, as you said, her grandfather moved and they took up this free land in Alaska, and he was the first person to cross the Harding Ice Field, which is just this massive like, And he was just a fucking just a dude who was like, I mean, obviously back in those times, like they bred and tougher. Yeah, way tougher, but like Anyway, very interesting podcast. Um, let's let's wrap these dribbles, bro. Let's yep. go. Oh, punters, dribblers, Tom, Eddie, and fucking Dior Dave. Just wanted to get 12 scam hunt dribbler here. Oh, I don't know where the fuck I am, but I'm on fucking scam hunt. And I just wanted to ask you boys, Tom... How did you get over your miso breaking up with you? Because that fucking happened to me. And it fucking hurt, my guy. How did you get it back? Thank you. Um, Andrew Boss, good commentator. Underrated by you, boys. Good boy. Come on. Tom, any uh, words of wisdom, mate? Look, you got to go through that sort of pain, you know? You know you're alive. There's no because he said, "How do I get over it and how do I get her back?" Well, to get over it, you just got to live your life day by day. Spend a night in the bathrooms of a Bali nightclub. Spent well. That that didn't help. That was a low point. That part of the journey though. Part of the journey. The recovery process. Yeah, I don't know. It certainly amplified the 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 position that I was at. Um, but you just got to go through that breakups, whatever you do, don't go crawling back and like fucking begging, begging for him to take you back unless you're like, I mean, you can, but it's a shit fight. Cause if they just, if they've just barge you, they barge you. So just, just cop it sweet, get through it. Once you're over it, you're like, I can't believe I even fucking cared. You know what I mean? Once you get through that, but getting them back, I don't know, dude, I guess you got to be undeniable. <laughs> you can't be denied you've got to be undeniable you've got to be undeniable i did join a band that was you know you sort of just go and go on to new things oh look at him now what fuck he's in a band that maybe join no a band maybe be a drummer yeah. maybe wear like Singlets a banana singlet and like yeah. show off the pipes get the pipes going playing drums is good for the arms maybe get the pipes going yeah and then just you know, move bump on, into them in give, her, give her space. But if you if you bump into her, make sure the pipes are out and about. Yep, yep. And it's like, oh, what are you even up to? Oh, just in a band. I don't know if you can tell. I got triceps now. I play drums. So sorry about that. Yeah. That's what you left. That's what you lost. 
you've lost that. You can get yeah. it back if you want. You're going to have to work at I'd it. I'd also be just trying to like gauge, even though when we broke up for a year and a half, she'd still call me randomly or like, you know, when she was out and pissed and say like, okay, well, there's obviously still something going on there. I must be at least a little bit undeniable. Whereas if your missus has just dropped you and you never heard from her again, I'd say it's safe to say it's done. Yeah, I think so. I'd say it's time to move on. Yeah. Look to the future. Move on. Pack your dilly sack or whatever it is. Your bindle. Your bindle. And on and your hit go. the road. Also, you're young, bro. Yeah. You'll be right. You'll be fine. You'll be absolutely fine. You'll be okay. On we go. Probably. Maybe not. Hope you are. Women's Game Dribbler here. Eddie, Dave. think i was ever a pickup line guy no nor was i like i didn't have the the one-liner i didn't the, have in the, the in the duffel well i didn't have the confidence to deliver no fuck no i was pretty it took me a while to come out of my shell and i certainly <laughs> wasn't fucking rolling around with a duffel bag full of one-liners no you got to be pretty you got to be a pretty suave operator to at least no, at you, least you think you th you got to think highly enough of yourself that a one-liner is good. That that's all it takes is a one-liner. Yeah, exactly right. I was never that confident. I, I'm literally one line away from betting you. Yeah, I was never confident enough to deliver a one-liner. Nor was I confident enough in the one-liner as an approach, as a tactic. Now, I'm sure it works for some out there. Certainly, as well, if you're asking for like a city boy, country boy context, I was from a country town. I didn't exactly have hay bales on the property. You know what I mean? So I didn't have like a, you want to come down to the fucking barn? <laughs> so, you know. Do you want to come down to the barn? Well, now that I'm a barn horse, Eddie. Yeah, okay. I'm with you. I don't know. But sure. I'm saying I don't have, again, didn't use them, but didn't have country specific, you know? I heard something once. This could be complete bullshit. But apparently the guys that started Three Blue Ducks. Cafe? Yeah. Mm. Was because one of their pickup lines to get girls like to like, you know, like at a park they used to drink in, like to get them away for, you know, some hanky-panky was, mm. do you want to come see the Three Blue, but three blue Ducks? Like there's Three Blue Ducks down at this park. So they just lie about where these ducks are? Yeah. Do we know the people that started this? They're probably no, like, that's not know. what we did. I don't know who they are. I don't know them personally. I just heard that once on the fucking grapevine. Could be complete bullshit. Could be complete bullshit. Um, oh, no, there, there's some stuff online which might confirm this. Okay, there you go. So it was like just a fucking, I mean, just a complete lie. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to come say three blue ducks. Again, a little bit fucking 
I, I never, I never, I've never used a pickup line. I've just never used. Oh, one. I've never used one. I've never used one. Never in my life. No. So it's not even about like I can't, I can't go with you on this one. Uh, pickup line dribblet because I don't have any. You always heard cheesy ones in like movies and shit. I'd say this: if you hear them, they must work to some degree. I would say that they would work far far less than they would work i would say the majority of times they do not work or are they a good icebreaker maybe it's the icebreaker so it's not like they're just no it's not like you say it and then you're off to bed no i don't think that's the reality i think it's i've broken the ice maybe that maybe you're a bit of a funny guy isn't it like what's the one where it's like how much does a polar bear weigh enough to break the ice hi i'm tom saw that one in a movie (laughs) you're just like come on dude Icebreakers. Icebreakers in and of themselves are pretty interesting as well. Well, see, but I wonder whether I would be much more like what's what's more appealing? Someone just coming up and talking to you? Because that was what I would do. Well, yeah, that's what I, I would think, just come up and speak to you. Like these icebreakers, like stuff mm, like that. 100%. You get through them, the ice is broken, and then you have to start a conversation. That, that's that it. That so you just start a conversation. That just breaks the ice. You may as well just go up and say, When does up? the ice need breaking? The initial... But there's not always ice that needs to be broken, surely. Well, I, I believe it is just that initial contact would be breaking the ice. And you're going to know very soon after that whether there's any fucking interest. Unless you are someone who just like, you know, over the course of an evening manages to like woo someone. Initially they're like not interested and then eventually they are. But yeah, I always just sort of found from memory again would just be like to actually go up and speak to him or it's when you're fucking hammered and well, it's all no you need a bit of liquid courage mm. definitely liquid courage 100 yeah. percent. Mm. actually to your point that you were making the dribble before and because i guess she asked me as well the like best success rate i've ever had with any assistive tool in helping me p- pick up was playing the guitar i went on like a good streak in high school where there was like a talent show. So I played on stage at school and then I played at our graduation and like I did a few live performances. Oh yeah. And then there were, yeah, so that worked. Muso Better Dave. than any pickup line, yeah. And that was your pickup line, mate. That was my peak. As yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Guitar hero Dave. Yeah. Yeah, see that's also, that's, you know. Will you ever, Dave, will you ever whip the guitar out at like a kick-ons kick and, and serenade? Nah, I was, <laughs> Bullshit. No, but does. also not. Yeah, I mean, so I know ne- I was never one to like, oh, pick up the guitar and start like singing songs or some shit. But my HSC piece, which uh, was Ocean by John Butler, um, which I played at our graduation and I did like another assembly performance after our formal, like an after the after party or whatever, a few of us ended back up at my house and I played that Ocean and did end up going to bed with another person's date that night. Oh, Dave, oh you're cutting God. lines and grass and everything. Fuck <laughs> it. You're an absolute monster, dude. What the <laughs> fuck? On the, on the guy's formal night as well. Oh, yeah. But it worked. Well, well, he, well I know you can't left, help it. He had left. She had stayed. My date had left. Oh, okay. Well, that's yeah. all right. Oh, and yeah, look, I mean, ultimately, right. if two consenting young adults want a chong, yeah. then just because you came with someone else's date, it's not. that's tough titties. But Dave certainly painting a picture of himself as one of the great line cutters. One of the great cutters. One of the great cutters across the board. Yeah. I also used to um, I used to wear sunglasses on stage when I played. I get that. What dude. sort of sunnies? 
They were like- Ray-Bans. No, they, they were cheap. I got them at like H&M, but they were like that blue, greeny, reflecty type thing. Like, oh, the oilies. <laughs> uh, yeah, they were like the um, fucking like normal ones, whatever you call them. Yeah, but oily Yeah, lenses. I know the lens. Yeah, I know yeah, the lens. Yeah, the oilies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like a fucking- I'll try to dig up a photo because there was a few. Lo- I'd love yeah, to see I'd love yeah, to see yeah. a photo. Um, Dior Dave, Guitar Hero. I hope we've helped, probably yeah, haven't. But like the dribble nonetheless. Thanks as well to, I think the dude's name was Matteo down at- um. Clavelli, the Clavelli Hotel, hooking us up with a spot and a couple of brews. Um, hospitality was uh, fantastic. Terrific. We'll definitely be going back there. 100%. Uh, Pommy Dribbler here. Uh, you lot, shithouse. Zampa will be having nightmares at Joss Butler. <sighs> what to even say? England forever, convict colony, T20 wins, never. Thanks, boys. Is that a poem? That seemed like a poem, but I was trying to work out whether it was a poem or whether it was someone trying to be a poem. But why would he call up giving us leaks if he wasn't a poem? Well, yeah, I mean, it was, it was trying to, it sounded like Sam Burgess. Um, Assuming that was leaks. Yeah, no one could understand what he was saying. That's Just the wait problem. To, wait, wait till the real, wait, yeah. wait till the ashes, mate. Well, this is what you call an early crow when a pom gets happy yeah, about yeah, a fucking yeah, World yeah, Cup yeah, T20 yeah, group yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not a good sign. No, that's a terrible sign. That's not a good sign. That's as early as a crow oh, crows. Oh, that's an early crow. Oh, that's an early crow. That's a dawn crow. If you know anything about early crows, bad things follow. That's not looking good for England. No, it's not. Terrible. Terrible for England. On we go. To glory. From Eddie Dior. Um, just following up to the dribble from last week, uh, the fellow dribbler at the Rag and Famish looked at a big uh, come on. That was uh, me on the other end of the come on. Unfortunately, it was about uh, 12 beers deep at this point, so it took about five seconds to register what was going on, realise what shirt I was wearing, and to come on. So I do apologise for that fellow dribbler. I didn't quite connect there. Um, did realise about five minutes later what was going on. Uh, so it was a missed opportunity. Um, but when you see a fellow dribble in the wild, I uh, should be honoured and respected you soon. Yeah, I respect the hell out of that. He's yeah. called up. He's, he's owned, owned his mistakes. Yeah. Owned a horrible wrong. Yeah. And he's going to be better for it. You know that. 100%. Forward, he's going to be 100% better for Next it. Next time he gets come on to the pub, uh, especially if he's wearing a fucking beer soon shirt, then I'm, you know, I think he's going to be ready to return serve, as it were. To use a horse term, Tom, he's probably better for the run. Better for the run. On those, uh, got a few photos sent in over the weekend. Um, there were some Manly boys ripping and tearing in Manly on the weekend, adorned in the Hello Sport, Bloke in a Bar, Dirty Merger Podcast, Beer Soon T-shirts. Um, of Tom Draboyevich fame, of uh, Lachlan Croker, fame some real hot boys out and about yeah. repping 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 it love to see it you love to see it got to respect it do respect it i do i respect it I you love respect it, it. Respect we respect it. it we all respect yeah. it love and respect love and respect love and respect love and respect respect on we go dom eddie d or dave punters and dribblers it's the uh to bring back Looney Dribbler here, look, I'll keep it short and sweet. I'll keep it short and sweet. Look, I went back to my hometown on the weekend and um, 
I met up with a girl that I used to talk to from eons ago, and uh, she's just recently, you know, split up with her partner. But they've still got a young kid together anyway. I was just, I was getting into my best work uh, on the Ariola front, and um, I, I got a little mouthful of of, uh, of of human milk, and I just thought, fuck, this is this is rare. This is something that I've never come across before, and. I didn't know how to take it, and I thought I'd pose the question to you, Tom, being a father of two. Mate, <laughs> have you ever fucking had a go on, on the human milk before? So, cheers. Love your work. Cheers, sir. I mean, fucking hell. This podcast, Eddie, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. So is he saying that he was he hooked up with a chick who was a breastfeeding mother and managed to just get a mouthful of the good stuff? It's very good for you, apparently. <laughs> I don't know if it was a whole mouthful, but definitely a little dribble. Well, he said the way he described it, a mouthful of human milk just sounded weird. Um, yeah, bro, I've tried it. It's fucking all right. It's like it's nothing. It just is what it is. But apparently, like... It's healing properties and like it's sort of benefits. I wouldn't be surprised if it's not already happening. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't be surprised if it's already happening uh, of like adult humans getting on, like people starting to like sell their titty milk. They do. Something. Oh, they do do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People, okay. people used to work out and shit. What? It's like, like a pre-workout. Well, if it's a pre-workout, I remember seeing a documentary about a guy who like buys it. Oh, that's right, actually. Yeah, I think shit. bodybuilders get on the titty milk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, it's actually crazy good for you. And yeah. it makes sense, right? Brand new humans, that's all they have, and it just fuels them. They grow, fucking mm. putting on weight, all that sort of stuff. Uh, so, yeah, I've tried it. I've only tried it once. It's not something I'm super keen to keep trying. Um, that being said, like, they were even saying, like, you could put it on your psoriasis and see how it goes. And I was like, I'll probably hold off on the titty milk on my face. Um, oh my god I'll just probably not do that But I appreciate People trying to further the fucking You know science around it Yeah Trying to push the boundaries Trying to push the possible. boundaries I'm just not gonna start squirting booby milk on my face for Fair enough Fair enough In the pursuit of a cure for psoriasis That's not my place in the world No nah. I'm not here to cure psoriasis No nah. I'm here to hear about the cure And then fucking If it's booby milk If it. it's booby milk we'll do it Okay Fair enough. You thanks me, for the thanks mate, for the dribble. If you tell me the booby milk cures your psoriasis, I'll be fucking having booby milk bars. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, last one. Butters and dribblers, Tom and Eddie, D or Dave. Just a quick one on the Scotland being absolute beaters chat. I wonder if they if this is part of a sort of strategy for Scotland to achieve its national independence and give a massive up yours to the POM. We know that they fucking hate England. Obviously, cricket is an English sport. Football, arguably, started and, you know, sort of uh, perfected by the Poms at an early level. Do you think that they're just being beat up on purpose so they can say, fuck you, England, we don't like English sport? And then also, I think potentially they're being shit at sport on purpose so that they can stop the fucking Poms from roping them into Great Britain to... Uh, clean their 
I, to me, that guy sounds like he has Scottish heritage and he's just trying to make excuses. Yeah, I don't know if I'm buying it necessarily because it doesn't explain the Andy Murray situation. Well, we're being beater on purpose. Okay, bro. Someone pointed out that we forgot Colin McRae. Sure. I'm like, okay. Has he passed away? I think he might have. Was that like a recent thing? I don't think so. I think it was a little bit of Was it like a car crash thing though? I think so. Yeah. Heavy. I think so. Uh, yeah. In 2007. Right. Yeah. Well, look, Vale Colin McRae. Uh, but I think that punter there or dribbler there is definitely Scottish and is just trying to make excuses. Mm-hmm. Sounded like excuses. That sounded like a Scotland excuse. You know what else it sounds like, Eddie? Sounds like us done. I think it's time to go. I think it's time to go. We've done well. We've done very well. To get to this stage. Huge lift. Huge fucking lift. Um, Thanks to everyone for tuning in. If you're here, if you've made it this far, good Good on you. Um, Thanks to the sponsors as always, Eddie. As always. About Even is on podcast, is on YouTube. Head to our YouTube for the full videos of podcasts. Like, subscribe. Head to the fucking YouTube for About Even. Like, subscribe. Head to your podcast platform of choice for Hello Sport and About Even. Like, subscribe, five stars, whatever the fuck it is. Um, Bye-bye. Bye. Could you two just not talk anymore? <laughs>